0: Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. See ebaymotors.com.
1: This is the Rich Eisen Show. Please welcome. Rich Eisen. What a story. Can't believe it. The Denver Nuggets will go to the NBA. Live from the Rich Eisen Show studio in Los Angeles. Love it. Earlier on the show, senior writer for Sports Illustrated, Chris Mannix. Coming up, Eagles tackle Lane Johnson. Saints wide receiver Chris Olavi. From the new film, The Machine. Actor Jimmy Tatro. And now it's Rich Eisen. Hour number two of the Rich Eisen Show is on the air. Great chat with Chris Mannix of Sports Illustrated. And uh, as always, when you when you talk to somebody for 40 minutes, as we did over a span of two segments, I, I want to bring to our uh, radio audience here what he said going out the door in our Roku channel only segment. Again, we're live on the Roku channel and in between commercial breaks on our radio side, we just chit chat. Another benefit of watching us and getting Roku if you already don't. And the Roku channel is free. So once you're get the Roku platform, you, you get us. We, we, we come with it, so, like a side <laughs> of fries, you know. Um, he, I, I, I asked him, I'm like, hey, every summer there's a whoa moment. Look down at my phone, I'm like, whoa. Or you text, yeah, like, or TJ, you like, text the bomb. group, like, let's just have, like, we're like, whoa. And he identified as the whoa player of the summer is Damian Lillard of the Blazers. Mm-hmm. Keep an eye out there. And as a Knicks fan would tell you, TJ, a Sixer fan or a Clipper fan, hands off. <laughs> and as you as a Philadelphia fan would look at me as a Knicks fan or a Celtic fan, no. hands off. Damian Lillard would change fortunes of another team on the spot. And of course, everybody who's listening to us in the great state of Oregon's like, shut up. <laughs> They're like back up. Do not speak that into existence. 844-204-RICH, number to dial Chris Olavia. The Saints is going to join us in hour number three. Jimmy Tatro, who plays the young Burt Kreischer in The Machine. We had the actual Burt Kreischer last Friday. The Machine is coming in a theater near you this Friday. Uh, Jimmy's going to be joining us in studio. But joining us right now is one of the best in the National Football League doing what he does. It is Mental Health Awareness Month that we are currently in. And joining us courtesy of Kuth, a leading digital mental health platform, I would say the mastermind of the offensive line, mastermind summit that's coming in July is none other than Philadelphia Eagle Lane Johnson. How you been, Lane?
2: And doing good. Uh, OTAs are ongoing and uh, won't be too long. We'll be back in training camp. So oh, okay. About that.
1: So the team activities for you are currently organized is what you're saying. Yeah. Right yes, now. Sir. What in the world does an organized team activity for the Philadelphia Eagles in late May look like, Lane?
2: I'm um, getting a little bit back on the field. Uh, obviously, hitting the weight room, but a lot of it is uh, getting back in there and, and learning the offense over again. Um, and you know, new guys coming in, uh, rookies get a chance to really learn the offense and, or defense and and get ready for training camp. That's kind of what the premise of it all is.
1: You don't have to call them rookies; just call them Georgia Bulldogs. Hey, just
2: tell him yeah you're right
1: you know Georgia bulldogs yeah the Georgia kids are coming in you know because that, that right it did um you didn't draft anybody um except Georgia Bulldogs last I checked. Right, Lane.
2: Yeah, and uh, Alabama, about
1: it. Oh, that's right too. I forgot about that. That's right. I don't want to. I don't want to disrespect your new offensive line mate, <laughs> Tyler Steen. Um, so, w- what? What? When you're sitting there at home and you're watching the draft and you see Georgia kids go left and right, up and down, what are you? What are you thinking, Lane?
2: Uh, the best, uh, best players from the best team in uh, college, uh, college football. I mean, it kind of makes sense
1: a little bit. Okay, so you're you're sitting there thinking. Okay, these kids do they do they come in Georgia kids or, or kids at that level come in with a little bit better knowledge of how this works in the NFL or they're just like any other rookie from your perspective?
2: Uh, I, I just think talent level and maybe the the level of exposure that they had is pretty pretty similar to an NFL market or, or some NFL markets. So I feel like uh, adapting to that and then obviously being talented and uh, yeah, I mean just I, I just think the physicality of the SEC always matches up pretty well in the
1: NFL. Lane Johnson, three-time All-Pro, four-time Pro Pro Bowler and Super Bowl 52 champion from the Philadelphia Eagles here on the Rich Eisen Show. What is it like being in a huddle with Jalen Hurts?
2: Man, it's fun. Uh, You know, the thing about Jalen and I discussed this earlier, I just think his presence, how he approaches everything. I feel like uh, emotionally he doesn't get too high or too low, and so I feel like that calm demeanor kind of sets the tone for the football team. Uh, and then, yeah, just, just having him out there, he can, he can obviously do things in the passing game and and do things with his legs. I just think having a diverse guy like that and and how he leads, um, really is kind of the foundation of our football team. How does he lead? Uh, with work. I mean, just, uh, I mean, how he approaches the weight room, uh, how he goes in meetings. I just think everybody respects uh, his work ethic and, uh, and just uh, his relationships w- with his teammates, uh, you know, most of all.
1: And you also had a front-row seat to him um, gaining his opportunity, being removed from a game, which I still I can't wait to find out the real story behind that game 256 a couple years ago lane and then getting the opportunity to be a full-time starter and then making the most of it. I- I'm wondering what you've seen from him uh, from that perspective, having a front-row seat for the way he's handled his business on that. Did you ever see him get down in any way shape or form, Lane?
3: Um
1: The answer is yes. Oh. Um
4: that
0: was like Lane didn't care for I that. I honestly question. thought oh, no.
1: <laughs> I honestly thought for a second um that he you know he was really thinking very hard <laughs> yeah, about
0: that. was I like what? I
1: think maybe he felt he was uh, going to get too uh, emotional to continue with it.
0: Oh,
3: wait, he's calling back. He's a professional, get, by the way. You know how I feel here, about look. this. There
1: you go. Blaine, was that a terrible question? Is that what happened?
2: Yeah, not, no, sorry about that. Uh, can, can you repeat it?
1: I said my question for you is did you ever see Jalen get down at any point in time with the opportunity that he wasn't getting and then he got and then kind of had it taken away from him before he got it with a new coach and then becoming what he's become?
2: No, I, I just think from what he experienced in, in college, obviously that was uh, a weird situation, but I feel like he handled it, you know, with a lot of grace. And then just, uh, you know, coming to the league, I think knowing his role, um, I feel like he understood his role. And then obviously, like we said, when the opportunity uh, rose, um, you know, he really doubled down on it. But, yeah, I mean, as far as his demeanor, his work ethic, that was always a day one thing. And then, you know, obviously as he got the starting position, um, things just kind of unfolded. But I, I just think progression is really the, the term um, to use with him. Is just, you know, every year he seemed to uh, up his game and, uh, you know, become even more of what he is.
1: Lane Johnson here uh, on the Rich Eisen Show. Um, you, sir, are um, – you've been in the league since 2013, so this is year 11 coming up for you. Um, you're 33 years old. How are you different now than when you first came in the league, Lane?
2: I just think knowledge of the game. I feel like, obviously, physically, I think I may be stronger in whatever I may have lost in, in, in speed, overall speed or quickness you can make up with, with timing and strength. Uh, so it's just kind of an evolution of a player. But, yeah, I mean, a lot of things goes down to mentally, um, knowing your assignment and know how to execute it better. Uh, I feel like I've had, obviously, you know, 10 years of, of reps, live reps, and it's hard to replace that. Um, and so I think just with the culmination of that, it's made me a smarter player. Well,
1: how are you physically? Um, you know, there's a lot of conversation about how, and again, I know, you, you know, athletes certainly of your stature don't like talking about injuries because they sound like excuses yeah. potentially. But um, how are you physically coming off the of uh, last Yeah,
2: year? I feel great. Um, you know, besides the one playoff game, I, I really didn't feel too terrible, uh, you know, with our run. And so, yeah, physically I feel I feel loose and I feel strong. And so uh, whatever setback I, I, I might have had, uh, you know, the recovery from this injury is, is pretty quick. And, and the chance of re-injuring this is, I think, almost, you know, down to 1% um, from what the stats say. So, yeah, feeling good. And, yeah, man, just just uh, blessed, uh, you know, to be with one team for all these years and, and being fortunate to be a part of a, a good organization, uh, you know, winning football games and – and, uh, you know, it's hard to replicate.
1: Okay. Uh, and that one playoff game you're referring to, is that the one that San Francisco had only 10 guys on the field?
2: Lane? <laughs> yeah. That- yeah, that was one of them. And the Giants game, I feel like I, I probably hurt uh, the most. Uh, you know, it's really my first uh, return to action.
1: What you, would you make of Debo's comments about the NFC Championship game? How has that rested within your locker room?
2: Uh, Lane? Yeah, I mean, obviously, um, I mean, players get motivated from that, but I mean, from what he said, it's, it's not too far off. I, I do think, you know, obviously, um, if the quarterback doesn't go down, uh, it is a different game. I feel like, you know, they obviously weren't able to utilize the, the team that they were, you know, the majority of the second half. And so, yeah, I, I believe it would have been a more a lot more competitive game.
1: Well, I mean, it's not that Brock Purdy didn't just trip over his shoelace, right? It was, yeah, it, yeah, it was a,
2: it was a major injury that he still – you know, bouncing back from uh, no, so yeah, I, I mean, no.
1: My, my point is my point is that Hassan Redick was the one who kind of was in his lap, right? I mean, it was affected. the The moment was yeah. a, was brought about by an actual defensive play that was repeated multiple times throughout the day.
2: Yeah, no question. Mm-hmm. No, it was okay. it, it was a weird predicament to be in, um, but no, I, I obviously know they were frustrated to have it go down to that.
1: Okay, Lane Johnson here on the Rich Eisen show. Tell me what you're doing with Cooth, what it is, and the importance of it, Lane.
2: Yeah, Cooth is, is a free uh, platform for for kids, and and the whole mission is to provide you know accessible and and a, and a space for for the youth to achieve you know better mental health. Um, you know, ironically enough, uh, it started out of uh, Kansas City, and uh, we're about to spread to California. But really, it's a place for uh, development and uh, people to become obviously better uh, versions of themselves. And I feel like a, a lot of people can benefit from this. I feel like just players in general, uh, not only NFL but NBA, I feel like have become more outspoken with this. Uh, you know, Joe Bur- Joe Burrow recently, Solomon Thomas, and I feel like they're they're creating. Um, you know a, a lot of good things for for the young people
1: so that. well how are you dealing with uh, your mental health lane you've uh, definitely been um open about it you talked about how once upon a time you were um what's the phrase for it living living uh, in hell or with hell um so w- what are you um what can you tell folks about your journey on that front
2: uh, I just think, you know, obviously, maybe as hard as I may work in my profession, I think developing uh, the person, uh, you know, outside of this game uh, is is ideal. I think a lot of players, maybe in general, um, you know, maybe play a whole career in the NFL and don't really kind of adapt to what life after football might look. And, and sometimes it's a, t- a tough transition so. Putting everything into perspective, uh, I think with, you know, I work with a sports psychologist, uh, you know, I'll talk to therapists, and, and, you know, as reluctant as I was to try it in the beginning, I found out, uh, you know, I was able to maybe fill back layers of myself and become a better, you know, father, uh, become a better uh, friend, become a better teammate, and at the end of the day, I think it, it helps out, you know, everybody uh, kind of involved.
1: Do you think – um The stigma of talking about it is better or worse in the NFL these days, uh,
2: you know, I think it you know it, it was kind of in the negative light for a long time uh, and I think now, just the more vocal that players may be in other sports professions, I feel like Michael Phelps was kind of a pioneer um, you know being the one of the more decorated people um you know ever in sport and him talking about his struggles. I feel like that kind of opens the gateway for, um, for lots of other athletes.
1: So, Lane Johnson, the uh, first professional athlete ambassador for Couth, you can go visit us.couth.com. Again, May is Mental Health Awareness Month. It is a perfect time for you to maybe uh, visit that um, and talk about it. The platform is free for students. Um, how's the Mastermind Summit looking in July for the offensive line? By the way, I love the name Masterminds. It's a great name. Yeah. One. I uh, like it.
2: You know, it, uh, it started, you know, with 26 people. I feel like last year it's around 250 people, wow. obviously professionals, but a lot of the top uh, college prospects are showing up. Uh, this year we have, uh guests Will Shields, are com- Will Shields is coming, uh, Steve Hutchinson, Andrew Whitworth, <sighs> uh, Anthony Munoz. So really getting some – you know, Hall of Fame-type players, Jeez. Hall of Famers to come discuss, you know, their time in the league, things that they learn, how how they train, you know, stuff they, that they might have dealt with, challenges. And really, I just feel like for everybody involved, it's uh, really cool for them to maybe hear this uh, a month out from the season and and kind of put them in a good spot uh, to, start, to start the season and, and maybe uh, develop their game and make them a better player.
1: What about centers? Don't you think Kelsey would point out to you that the true mastermind is the center? lane wouldn't you say yeah, something yeah
2: like really it comes down to him the office coordinator and the uh and the quarterback uh you mm-hmm. think a lot of it so yeah um yeah i'm sure we'll we'll add a center in there i like okay. to have Mangold come coming there uh there you go you know obviously the centers are one of the more uh, intelligent people on the field, so yeah, we're going to have actually have Mike Pereira there uh, for officiating, okay. um, and discuss some of the new stuff that you know we're presented with every year, and, and try to make the game a little bit
3: safer.
1: So, is there is is there uh, a I guess um, part of the symposium where Pereira stands there? And you teach the tackles how to raise their hands up in the air um, in a way that doesn't make it look like they really did get caught for holding? Do you have those moments? Yeah,
2: that's one thing. uh, It's like whenever we do hold, we do like to throw our hands up and cause a lot of unwanted attention to ourselves. Correct. Yeah, that'll be discussed. Uh, You know, the headbutting. You know, I I, I believe last year we started with the uh, helmet coverings. I think that's going to kind of be a thing uh, that we're going to have all year. Okay. Um, long, as goofy as it looks. But, yeah, there's going to be a lot of things discussed.
1: Got to make sure. Don't throw your hands up so quickly because it makes it look like you were guilty. It really does. Maybe Pereira yeah, can help pa- with that. A
2: part of acting, yeah, you got to be a good actor.
1: Can you, before I let you go, Lane, uh, give me your favorite Jason Kelsey story. What is it? Give it to me. It's got to be one. Um, You've been around him forever. Pro- what do you got?
2: Yeah, probably when uh, I hit his helmet under uh the garbage cans that we do drills on mm-hmm. and we had to go to a team uh drill and mm-hmm. he was trying to find his helmet for a long time and he ran up to me and tried to try to punt me essentially and uh he hit his foot on my kneecap and uh had to leave practice to uh, get an MRI. What,
1: the- <laughs> what do you mean he punted you? What do you mean? He
2: kicked He he walked towards me. I didn't know if he was gonna throw a fist
1: mm-hmm.
5: but
2: I was laughing. He was obviously mad and he <laughs> Uh, yeah, I tried. I mean, look, like he had a football in his right hand and, and essentially tried to punt me. Uh, yeah, hmm. in, in, in a not so good place. And, and my last, ah. you know, lifted my knee up, and that's what he
1: hit. So. Okay, got it. So I'm, I guess, in a way, I'm glad he hit your knee, and but he did. He was fine, right? He did. He didn't miss any games due to this, did he? No,
2: no he didn't miss any games, okay. but he he wasn't there the rest of that practice. <laughs> so that's a pretty funny story. And, and he ever,
1: he never found the helmet. I'd imagine. Also, uh,
2: he he found it eventually, but there was a lot of trash cans uh, that were going up, going around Fantastic. the uh, practice facility.
1: I love it. Um, uh, Thank you, Lane. Really appreciate it. You know, Eagles fans are disappointed with the way last year finished, but the the expectation level is sky high. What message do you have for them?
2: Uh, stay with us. I, I think a lot of learning is going to come from last year, and to make us a better football team this year. So. Um, you know, we're reloading, and uh, be ready to rock and roll soon.
1: Lane, let me uh, let me uh, just tell you, thank you again for coming on here, uh, as you have repeatedly, and um, maybe reach out. Let's uh, connect before your Mastermind Summit in July. All right, appreciate you. Thanks again, Lane. You got it. That's Lane Johnson, Philadelphia Eagles tackle, courtesy of Kuth. Visit us.com, D- us.kuth, K-O-O-T-H, like tooth but with a K, dot com. 844-204-RICH, number to dial here on the program. Aaron Rodgers has spoken, and I cannot wait to ask Mike Deltufo if what Rodgers said is true or not. Oh, I mean, this is coming. Mike whoa. would know? Mike. Oh, yes. Get ready. Mike, oh, in, Mike is an expert okay. gotcha. on this subject matter, whoa, whoa. and he truly is. Whoa, huh? It's not just saying oh. that he is. Whoa. I can oh. confirm he is God, an expert God. on this subject it's matter. about 70s rock? It's coming up. <laughs> I would move if I were you. <laughs> <Whoa>. <laughs> Let's talk game time. Boy, do we love using game time tickets Work is removed when you buy playoff tickets with Game Time. Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use my code RICH for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. Visit gametime.co for restrictions. Again, create an account, redeem my code RICH for $20 off your first purchase. Download Game Time today. Last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. Hey, folks, it's time for the NFL draft, which means for me, Will Farrell and John C. Riley. Good
5: to see you, gentlemen, right here. Very much. Uh, very much good to see you, too, Rich. Yeah, right back at you. Yeah. Great to see everyone. Well, Not just you, Rich. I have a friend who, when he sees someone wow. coming towards him, like in a room that yes. he's supposed to know, he mm-hmm. can tell I'm supposed to know this person, but I don't. Mm-hmm. he goes, there he is. <laughs> there he is. How are you as a ref, though? I'm strictly what's called an AR, mm-hmm. uh, assistant referee. So I'm the guy who runs on the sideline with the flag, I thought AR meant <laughs> whole ref.
6: Well, I, that's what...
5: The shorts are pretty short, too. Pretty I mean, they're short. stocked you know, in length that. right there. Look at that ample thigh. <laughs> <laughs> that's a ham hock yeah. right there. look at that. That's ready, for har- that's ready for market. So, um, you might want to smoke that for a couple days. <laughs> you guys want a slice? Put some hickory around it. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I would genuinely love for you as a second career if mm-hmm. you ever decided you want a second career? Mm-hmm. Finally be a broadcaster. Be a, someone who's calling color. Right? Rich, maybe you could give me a break. I mean, that would that would boost ratings for whatever sport you were talking about. What if about? I took over the Rich Eisen show? Ron yes. Burgundy did help announce the national curling finals in Ottawa, Canada. And they had all these ads for Tim Horton's Coffee, which is a big coffee chain yeah, yeah. for our, our Canadian listeners.
4: And um, I just kept saying, all the signage, I'm like... Who the hell is Tim Horton?
1: <laughs> Who does he think he is? Is there any possibility that we see a Step Brothers sequel?
5: We haven't never talked about this uh, face-to-face in public. No, we haven't. <laughs> let's, let's break some ground here. Uh, are we going to do Step Brothers too? I, I don't think so. Yeah, I don't yeah. think <laughs> it's going to happen either. <laughs> That's what I thought. Yeah, yeah. Put up Sitters. the
1: Photoshop anyway. Aww, oh, you one.
5: make sense in that world somehow, Rich. <laughs>
1: Happy birthday to John C. Riley! Hey! Ah, yes. Who the, Rich the hell Eisen is Show, Tim Horton? Rich Eisen Show Radio Network back on the air, sitting at the Rich Eisen Show desk, furnished by Granger with supplies and solutions for every industry. Granger has the right product for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Despite our foray into New York City, leaving us empty-handed, and the very... You ate well. ...very long night... Waiting to get the bad news. That I did not miss. At the Sports Emmy Awards. Three plus hours waiting to get the news we didn't want to hear. I had it timed at like three hours and nine minutes. Despite all of that, I'm still a very positive guy. I got the glass half full. Certainly, being back in New York was nice. with Suze and all of you, even though Mike wasn't there because I mean, he was too busy going to the Lakers here. game with crazy. a with a with a lady friend of his. Whoa, Whoa. Um, it's all good. It's all good. I'm looking at the glass it's half full. Perfect example. Aaron Rodgers appears to be all in, showing up at OTAs in a way that Packers fans are kind of like, "What? Well, 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 what? What? What happened? <laughs> what happened? Uh, yeah, right. What's going on?" Choo, choo, choo. He's showing up. He's at one Jets drive. He's, he's showing up, helmet on. and Right next to my house. Helping install oh. offense and being Mr. Chips, teaching. Mr. Chips. And in a way, that reminds me of like back in the day, you know, when Brady went to Tampa and Patriots fans were like, kind of like, where were you with helping out everybody? Like, what happened? Suddenly you're, you're a giver. And Rogers is out there, and look at that. Feels great. And then I get a text from Chris Brockman. Oh. That was the text, actually, in caps. Uh oh. <laughs> really. And I'm like, I'm What's this about? <laughs> and you, tweeted, you 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 put the tweet in our text exchange from Diane Rossini of ESPN, I who was one of the many yeah. members of the media. Live tweeting the Jets' OTA. Yep, yep. New Jersey resident. That, that Diana Rossini's saying that Rodgers had to leave the field and he's with trainers and something's wrong oh. with his ankle. Yep. Uh-oh. Chris, did I take the bait in you... our text exchange? No. Actually. I did not. I was kind of surprised. I did not because this is exactly I the sort really of time st- get yeah. I'm getting ready. Yeah, I was really I'm trying. getting uh, – this is my training camp <laughs> yeah, yeah. season. This is my <laughs> – Organized team activity season <laughs> as well. I, as a Jet fan, I will not take the cheese. I'm not going to go into this season saying the trapdoor's coming. It's going to be a total disaster. This whole Rodgers thing is going to be totally underwhelming. This thing is going to be, he's going to get hurt. It's going to be Zach Wilson in there, by the way, when Zach did get in there, apparently looked great.
5: Yeah. <laughs> Gotta love those tweets. Uh, Gotta love the Bring Tweets. Man, man, hey, Zach, Zach is course. winning May. Zach, Zach. Yeah, Zach yeah, is course. winning May. <laughs>
1: <laughs> All right. But I'm not taking the cheese. I'm not going to take it. I'm not going to be like, oh, oh, the sky's falling. Typical Jets stuff. Rogers is already on the side. Can't work out. No. Not going to go there. No. It's 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 mid May. It's late May. Come on. So Rogers showed up to his post game press conference, or post OTA press conference, workout, whatever you want to call it. Yeah, he said, it's minor, whatever. It's, you know, it's a calf, well, whatever. Yeah. I'll take that at, at, at face value, whatever. <laughs> what's he, what's he I'm to fine. Zach, get your reps in, and and what? He's gonna make his life hell in practice. That's whatever what that was, that was what great. Said, make all the ag double toothpicks you want, man. <laughs> great. Take the reps. Good. Love it. This was Rogers talking about how. The honeymoon that we're all feeling, it's in full bloom. With him, number eight in green for the
6: Jets. Every day, I wake up, excited about coming to the facility. Um, now the commute being two minutes really helps, because you know, you know, just rolling out of bed and heading to the, to the facility is nice. But uh, yeah, I have a excitement about coming down uh, Jets drive. And, um, it was surreal for sure and strange to look at my locker and see a number eight or to, you know, be rocking jets gear. It's a little bit strange for sure, but um, every day there's been something that's kind of been a little special sign or synchronicity or just a cool moment that uh, reminds me I'm in the right place.
1: Synchronicity. Okay, please. By the way, great album. Yeah. Phenomenal album. Eighty four. Yeah. That's what it is. This, great signs. This guy. These are great signs. Oh,
0: signs. I'm signs loving it.
1: Every, every, sign.
0: every eye roll gif combined.
1: Great. He's looking good. He's fine. I'm not taking the bait. It's all gonna be good. And the coach, you know how I feel about Robert Sala. Talking about elephants in the room and answering them exactly the way he should. The high expectations! Because you know, hard knocks is coming. Oh yeah, high expectations. Why hasn't that been announced yet? I don't know. What are we waiting for? They're too busy sending the draft to where Rogers just left. Mike, please. Mike, sprinklers.
6: I'm sorry.
1: (laughs) So yeah, it's all working. I don't know. I don't. I I don't want to. I'm not getting knocked off this perch. This is Robert Sala my opinion i think 32 teams stand in front of their teams our 32
6: coaches stand in front of their teams every year talk about winning a championship and then realistically there's maybe six or eight teams that have an actual chance to do it and i do think we are one of those teams but none of it
5: matters unless we do it we take care of it today
1: that's it yeah nothing matters unless we take care of it today you know who took care of it on that day zach wilson looking great in OTAs. Because, Stop it. Because number eight was hurt.
0: <laughs> Already.
1: I am not going to be deterred. I will not. I'm not going to do that. I'm happy for you. Thank you. <laughs> Stay that way. <laughs> Stay that way. Will you please? Sure. Because they are one of the six to eight teams that can win it all. They are. Everything last year was set up If only the quarterback could actually, if Zach played like Trevor in year two, Jets would have made the playoffs. Jets would have beaten Trevor on that dreadful Thursday night, which wound up being what I believe Zach Wilson's last start as a jet. As we just take it one rep at a time right now. So that's the way I'm looking at this right now. Not gonna be worried about a calf, not gonna worry about anything. Coach is right, roster's right, and it's May. And you're all right. I am all right. I'm not gonna be knocked down by a calf muscle or sports center winning best studio show daily. We're not gonna be undeterred. You understand? That was our Monday night calf strain.
0: I'm deterred.
1: No, don't! I how dare you? How dare you? Let me just talk about it in ways that you would understand. <laughs> when Mac Jones wasn't doing well, who stepped in? Bailey Zappy. That's true. Right. He did great. Boom. Boom. There you go.
3: Well, how's that supposed to make us feel better? Love I'm Bailey. just trying to tell him.
1: I love Bailey. Don't be so down when you think things are not great. Boom. Boom. Calf muscle goes down. Zach looks great. He's not going to see the field. It's okay. We're good. <laughs> now then. One other aspect of Aaron Rodgers' press conference I would like to bring to the fore. Or, if you will, the floor here. Aaron Rodgers being asked about transitioning to life in New Jersey. This is what he had to say on this subject matter.
6: Look, I'll be honest, the only Jersey I, I kinda knew about besides Teterboro was Jersey Shore. And I was I was assured that was not a proper representation of this great state. But I'm not saying I'm not a fan, I'm just that's that was the only lens I saw, you know, the Jersey through and uh I was walking out to practice today and we you know, the media are here always doing little Videos and different things, and the video was some do your best Jersey Shore impression, and, and I just I just kind of laughed to it, and then CJ Uzama was walking next to me, and he said he never watched a show. I said, well, how can you not watch the show? One of the greatest show is back when MTV used actually you know have content on it. It's phenomenal, but uh, you no, know, I'm a fan of all of them. I actually uh, went to uh, Poly D. Uh, a Poly D set back in Vegas and like I don't know, back when I used to go there a few times a year back in like 2011 or something a so.
1: few things first of all for those across the United States Teterboro is a private aviation yes. um, facility that is about a 10 minute drive from George Washington George Washington Bridge gets you right into New York if you want to fly private in New York that's where you go in New Jersey that's Teterboro number one number two number two you never watch The Sopranos. That surprises me,
5: Oof.
1: because red that, uh, and that's that's. On, I mean, he's pretty big Tony's flag. Tony's pulling tickets, going back to New Jersey yeah, drive, from New York the through the Turnpike, oil tanker, all like, that like stuff. Oil, all right, but that's be that as it may. This is where we're going to land on this subject matter. Mike Del Tufo, yes, Richard, is the Jersey Shore representative of the New Jersey people? Yay or nay? Mike Del Tufo. <laughs>
4: They didn't even live in New Jersey. There was one person out of that group that lived in New Jersey. I am the Jersey Shore. Not those.
1: Oh, my. Jer- you're the one who knocks. Yeah, they're okay.
4: DJed in Seaside before those idiots were even born. They are not even remotely They're close. not representative. No, they're morons. That was fake. Mike,
1: I'm from Staten Island. Those, those that's where they were are... from.
4: Two of them were from Staten Island, just to go to show you. And
1: that's what? that's not Jersey. So what, New York. What, what pop culture is the most representative wow. of New Jersey, then, in your estimation? Anything of the Sopranos? Sopranos, 100%, is really close.
4: I'm trying to think of what else. There's got to be something
1: else that we're not thinking about. I don't know how many other Jersey things there are. Bruce obviously you think of Bruce Spring when you think of New Jersey pop culture, you think of Springsteen, the Sopranos, all the big bosses, Tony Soprano, Bill Parcells. That's what you think of. I mean
4: Boardwalk Empire does Oh my god. A C is not it's A C is not part. A C is more no, but they do show
1: us some of the A C in in the Sopranos. Sopranos is definitely and we're not talking about the the mob life either. No, You're no. talking about Just you know life. like there's a meet, satrials, there's satrials. Yes, people go down the shore.
0: There's the bing.
4: It's called down the shore. There's the stugats.
0: There's a lot of Jump,
4: jumpsuits. Like.
1: Right, yeah. right now, I'm go I'm I'm rewatching the Sopranos right now, and I'm up to the part where Adriana gets her own club. Oh, there's a club life. A lot of in New Jersey
4: clubs, that's
1: right? But that's. Yeah, he doesn't. So are you really saying there's nothing, no part of the Jersey Shore that was representative of New Jersey at all?
0: the Shore. The Shore's
4: representative. That's it. And the club that my friend's family owned, Karma. That's it. There's nothing else in that show. Those, they're idiots. That house, it's like they set that house up. They brought those idiots idiots from out of state to our state. Yes. And made us look like a bunch of Idiot. Well, we are, actually. But, I mean, seriously, they made New Jersey like a bunch of idiots. Copland?
1: Was that... Uh... Copland,
4: yes. The, I was actually... Still, I, Sylvester Stallone's very similar to the way I was in my small town when I was a cop. I mean, that's what we were <laughs> like. Wasn't bad yes, cop? because we had New York cops and stuff was that moved in our town. Wasn't he no, bad cop Sylvester and not bad. No, he's trying to be good. He's trying to be good with De Niro. De Niro helps him out, trying to make the... The bad guys are a couple of the okay. other guys. All right, Ray okay. Liotta okay, was Mike. a good guy. I knew
1: this would be a good, a good conversation to good.
4: have. This is nice. Copley is very. That's very because that's right across from New York. Wait,
0: when Roger says it's a two-minute commute, where does he live? I'm betting he
4: lives right around. Right, I'm sure in some spot nearby. Well, the Flora Park is beautiful. Where that facility is, Livingston's literally the next town over. You have. What if
0: Rogers lives in
4: Livingston? I would not be surprised if he lives in Livingston because there is.
0: Beautiful So, what new advice house. would
1: you give Aaron Rodgers to living in Livingston or right in that area? Uh, a a what advice would you stuff?
0: give? A lot of great bagels. Play! Oh my God, Pizza. bagels! Excuse <laughs> me, bagels.
1: <laughs> bagels! Don't tell a near thirty nine year old guy to go <laughs> load up bagels? on carbs. What, hey, what are you talking hey, about? Hey, gluten
4: I'm not gluten free. That's how I'm losing weight. Gluten free. You don't eat bread. Uh, <laughs> by the way, yeah, he pro- he could live. That's probably where he's. I'm not kidding. You you were probably that's right.
1: Chris. So he's not going. He didn't do the Brooklyn thing and commuting. He's in. He he's, he's all right, he's in. Right he's got point. a two-minute commute. Because two it would be two he's minutes. He's showing up at OTAs.
4: Rocco's is my friend's restaurant that used to be there. It's, that's two, three minutes He's saying now. there are lots of things that happen
1: every day that show him this is the right thing for him. Is Bedman? Bedman. Bed, no, that's too far away. Fantastic. It's great. And he'll learn that yeah, he you say the Jersey Shore is not representative. Say, if I see Aaron, I'm going go to go
4: right to his face. I'm like, Aaron, not New Jersey. I would i would be like I Well, know. you've said,
1: man, everyone would has told him it is not representative as he said the great state of New well, Jersey. it's not. It's just very good. I'd be like, yeah. Rogers is gone. Now they're putting the draft in Green Bay. Did You see that? I did. Oh, are they? 2025 Ooh. draft going That's to Green awesome.
0: Bay. Nice. So next year Detroit.
1: And then yeah. And then 25. Then state Green over. Bay. And then yeah.
0: That's going to be cool. Where are do they? Do? Then across right the lake. Lambo. I think we're going to have to be posted up there, Rich. What do you say? I have no Lambeau. idea.
1: That's too I, I I imagine the draft will be Jeez, I, it won't be inside Lambeau Field, will it? It could you be. Got, you can do it in front. That part, of right, why not? Big space. <laughs> have the draft hall in there, and, yeah. then, and then. they got that atrium. It's beautiful.
0: And then you have all this, everybody in the in the stands.
1: Oh, that are like a
0: football be... game. But have it be the draft. It's a piece of history.
1: I in have here no idea Lamo. where they have it. Well, did you? Uh, what's oh, the? What's, what's the I, internal discussions been? I have not
4: received any emails from my uh, <laughs> correspondent. There's been the, no uh, internal discussions. We, I will get that, and
1: I will let you guys know. I'll keep so I think you need to. I think you're being disrespected. You didn't get a heads up on this as an owner. Uh, one, no, uh, only one share of quiet. Green Bay Packers. I kept football? it. I kept it quiet. I knew. Okay, I knew a couple mm-hmm. weeks ago. Yeah. Uh, good chat. Eight four four two zero four. rich number to dial here on the show uh, Chris Olave of the Saints, Jimmy Tatro of the Machine still to come but when we come back the 49ers quarterback situation one of the biggest mysteries of the season unless it appears if you're Kyle Shannon that's coming up So, um, <laughs> do you know who uh, apparently won the, uh, the Emmy trip to New York? That guy.
0: He won the Emmy trip? Oh, yeah. Uh, what you do you Anybody uh, sing
1: karaoke late at night? Late into the night in New York? Anybody do that? Did you do that? <laughs> no, I I know you didn't go. No. I didn't do it. You did didn't. you do that? I, I mean, I did do you that. You did do that. I Where did he do, you do, do it? it? What happened? How, did does, you, that, how some does that lo- make you win? Some no, little spot lo- on Lafayette That's Street. That's a win.
0: It's a win. Well, you have to be good at singing.
1: TJ, what'd you sing? I,
3: well, the thing is, I'm not good at singing, Chris. That's the thing. But what I do do is I do do is I turn the party out. And I had a Golden Girls t-shirt on, <laughs> oh <God>. which throughout <laughs> the course <laughs> of a day, multiple people just stopped me on the street, just complimenting me on the on the shirt. So I got into the bar, like eight people loved my shirt. And I was getting ready to go sing 99 Problems by Jay-Z. And, and I what'd decided, you do instead? Thank you for being a friend. <laughs> I did the Golden Girls theme, I mean, the entire that's that's bar sang with me, who, it was amazing. Who were you there with? Uh, my buddy Gerald, my oh, buddy nice. Seth, who's in uh, The Walking Dead, uh, so we just cool. met up with these guys. And that's
1: fun. Yeah. There you go. That's a win. Thanks for the invite. Going to New York. Uh, yeah, no. uh, I don't think you were in town yet. Yeah. <laughs> you were. You tapped out. Oh, I offered oh, you guys yeah. a trip to, to see Pardon My Take in studio, no chance. which was, normally you guys would jump at.
3: I would have. I wanted to, but I was dead to the world. I don't really watch part of my take, so I didn't.
1: I got it. Yeah. I would think you would normally jump at yeah, that. What would but I, I couldn't move. Too much too much, uh, well, he had acting just as an actor? He had, he'd he spent all weekend as an actor, <laughs> and his acting, acting, acting skills as an actor were so <laughs> stretched still, then. Spread, that stacked. and the golf and the drinking? He, was, he wasn't going to go to part of my take. Too much acting. How many autographs did you sign, Chris? Too much acting. Right?
0: A lot of, people were very, very nice. A lot of people saying they enjoyed the show That's what, oh didn't, you know, didn't want to bother me, but they had to tell me it was very, very nice. That's so nice.
1: See? Very good. And they raised uh, almost $2 million for for St. Jude. Absolutely. That's amazing. is that wonderful? That is great. That's, That's good. Back here on our radio show along with the Roku Channel live stream. Let's go to uh, the phone lines. Alan Dallas, let's get him on the phone line. I saw here he just go. called uh, in. Let's get him. How you doing, Al?
2: I'm
4: disgusted. It's a travesty. What is it? It's, uh, it's, uh, that you lost a sports center? That's that's ridiculous. So it's not even in the same venue. I mean, uh, uh, purview. It's stupid. I,
1: I well, can't believe it. No, I mean all. it's a it's a daily studio show, and so are so are we. So.
5: No, but you're a radio show. You're a talk show. You're a radio. You know. You know what I mean? Like that, If you lost to Stephen A. Smith or something like that, that's totally different, right? Sports Center. It's all good. Yeah. I
1: mean, that's where I come from. That's my DNA.
5: Oh, I, oh I, I'm not. Listen, yeah, no, I get it. I, you know, but you've you've evolved. <laughs> you know, you've evolved. <laughs> you know, I, I appreciate
1: mean, that, Al. No, it's I all mean, good. that's uh, all I'm, good.
5: I'm, it's, I'm mortified. What? So uh, the other, uh, the Dallas, by the way, if you haven't noticed, is the uh, is the epicenter of the golfing world this weekend, where they're hosting two events. One being the Michael Block Open, and the other nice. one being the PGA Senior Tour. <laughs> here in uh, wonderful Frisco, Texas. So we're, we're, we're hosting it all, all in the same town, which is very, very bizarre.
1: What uh, would happen? I mean, and thanks for the call, Al. Greatly appreciate it. And we appreciate your fandom and support. Um, you know, it, and it's, it's all good, honestly. Um, what if Michael Block wins this week?
0: Oh, my gosh. I mean, it's already a movie. Like this story, for people who don't know, this local PGA professional at a course down in, down in Orange County.
1: Charges 150 an hour for, uh, yeah, 100, for lessons. 150,
0: 150 an hour for lessons. He, def- he made 300 k over the weekend. He finished 15th. He played in the final group with Rory. He has a hole-in-one in the it. final round. Jarred it. It's one of the most amazing stories. It's literally a Disney movie that took place.
1: To help him get into the Byron Nelson. The
0: weekend. They gave him a... He got the last uh, exemption in. They invited him. He's going to play in the, uh, in the Canadian Open. Like, this guy's life is now completely changed. How wonderful. He said he had... 2,000 text messages, and he had only been through, like, a few hundred of them. Michael Jordan texted him. It's unbelievable. It's so cool. And
1: seeing him, like, tear up, talking about it.
0: He was you out. Know? He had 10 a.m. flights booked Saturday morning, him and his boys, because he didn't expect to make, make the, the cut. cut. He was out partying Saturday night at, at local bars just because he was living in the moment. Yeah. This this guy is an American golf dream. It's, it's phenomenal.
1: And that, it is a movie. It's a movie. It sounds sure. like one. For sure. It sounds like well, he can make it. I mean, up. To win this week. If he wins, I don't it, know. could you imagine He's if he a wins long shot shit?
0: to make the cut this week. Hold on. But
1: uh, uh, odds. Get out of here with odds. I
0: know, but come on. It's awesome.
1: It man. is really cool. He's what,
0: 45, 46 years old. It's It's, it's what
1: awesome. we it's what, again the latest reminder of why we watch sports. Mm-hmm. For moments like this, we have no idea who he is at all. Nope. And all of a sudden you learn his story. And the best part about sports is the trying and how in it, it is it is the way that we as you know humans going about our business in the twenty-first century sometimes learn about hard work paying off and how you see so many people succeed in this world when they're lying or you see them succeed in this world when they are taking instead of making. Uh, Not to go too serious here, but that's what sports can show you. It is an incredible manner in which we can be reminded to just keep grinding in our daily lives. That's what Michael Block means. That's why I think everyone sees it and appreciates it. And it's just a fresh reminder, whatever you do in your life and how you're going about your business, just keep at it because you never know when you will have an opportunity knocking and you answer the door and busted down. Yeah, you know, honestly, he might miss the cut this weekend. or it, and, and that's what most sports movies are. You know? Yeah. You know, Rock, spoiler alert, Rocky loses. Right. In the first. In the first movie. You know, now we've got Creed 3. But you know <laughs> what I mean? Like, this is what, <laughs> this is why we watch sports. Yep. And I, I love it. I love it. It's so cool to see this guy get his moment. It's his 15 minutes. It's great. Or it could be longer Maybe than that. Not. I, I hope so. It would be amazing. John Daly, we all thought he had only 15 minutes. He won a second major I after know. that. Yeah. The PGA Championship is what normally births a lot of these stories, too. Eight four four two zero four. rich number to dial. Kyle Shanahan spoke on Tuesday. And when... Y- when you're the San Francisco 49ers head coach, you talk about all your quarterbacks in the quarterbacks room now forevermore, literally and and don't laugh when he mentions the fourth stringer. All right? I'll get it out. okay, because once upon a time the fourth stringer was Jimmy Garoppolo, right? because they, they had to find a spot in a depth chart for whatever the hell he was at the time last <laughs> summer. In case and, then are, and then as we yeah right and as we all know, the fourth stringer played in the NFC championship game last year. Mr. Irrelevant. No, no, the fourth stringer oh, right. came Josh, in for the Mr. Right. Irrelevant. He was the third stringer, Brock Purdy. Right, right, right. So here was Kyle Shanahan talking about Trey Lance and Sam Darnold and Brock Purdy all sharing a quarterback room.
6: We got two guys who are talented enough to be taken in the top five of the draft, and we have another guy who... Um, Played like it last year. So uh, I like the three guys we got. And I've always been a fan of Brandon Allen. Um, Just watching him throughout his career. And to be able to get him in here also, I feel real fortunate with our four.
1: Don't laugh when he's talking about, I really like Brandon Allen. Because of any coach that might look at him and say, we might have to need need (laughs) him. him. (laughs) It's that one. You never know. Now, what did I tell you last week, though? You might have been in Jacksonville. At the time, Chris, but to me, the best case scenario for San Francisco is to have Brock Purdy be the guy out of all of them. And I know we're all looking at Sam Darnold like this is finally his opportunity. He's got the spot. He's got the system. He's got the coach. He's got the stability. Never had in New York and clearly not in Carolina. This is his moment. He's going he's, he's gonna to take it. And of course, you know how I feel about Trey Lance. I thought that was the guy they were going to take because I believe he's got the biggest upside. He's He can be the guy who can run it and run the system. He can be the guy, if he doesn't give it to McCaffrey, you better watch out because he might be coming at you downhill. The other guys would be like, oh, okay, you have it. Good enough. I know you're throwing it. And I know Darnold can run it too. But Lance is the one with the bigger upside. Physically, and how it can make the offense diverse, but Purdy is the guy because he's the guy on a seventh round draft choice contract. He's the guy that over the next three years, or one would say two years maybe, you might have to give him a deal in his fourth and final year of his contract the same way that Hertz just got one right now before his fourth and final year of his contract because they don't have a fifth year of contractual control on him, but that means this year and next they've got a a way to beat you win a championship with a guy making peanuts compared to what a quarterback of any other Super Bowl contender is kind of making and I think you can hear that in Kyle Shanahan's voice when he talked about week one
6: we're hoping for week one and I feel pretty optimistic about that Um, That's what we're hoping for. He'll be ready to play in week one. And um, usually that doesn't mean that's the day he comes back. Usually you got to come before that to make that goal. And that's kind of the goal we're hoping for. And don't have any reason to think differently.
1: And you know who's starting to throw? It's Purdy. I I truly believe that the way that they are running. And Trey Lance, to his credit, yesterday got up there and said exactly what he said at the Super Bowl. I earn nothing. I will compete for it. I will. I love being here. I want to be nowhere else. But if Purdy starts throwing now and he starts showing up and he can go in training camp and they're looking at him saying, oh, he looks just like the kid last year and he's not sitting there with his arm in in ice and he does what he needs to do in in training camp and he does what he needs to do in the first preseason game, then he's your guy. And they're going to go ride with him. And they'll have Darnold and, and Lance sitting there as backups unless somebody gets hurt elsewhere in training camp and then all of a sudden right they'll right. be taking calls again yeah for lance that's the guy that's the guy because he's the one with a 50-year option that's going to be through the roof and if the niners want to just send him somewhere else and not have to deal with that and have to make that decision based off of hardly seeing him let somebody else deal with that and purdy's the guy because he can run it, too. I mean, you know, he, he was running in the end zone, but not like Lance. So this is what I'm saying. Purdy is the best answer for the 49ers because he's on a seventh-round rookie contract.
6: Yeah, what is he
0: making, like 600K or well, something? Well, I mean,
1: the, he's got to be making the minimum, right? 750? Maybe a little bit more? Do they wet his beak a little bit after <laughs> doing what he did last right. year? Well, little something for the effort? I don't know. If I'm them, you don't. It's like you're coming off of surgery. We believe in you. We love you, but... We'll take advantage of what you're making because guess who we have to give it to? Pretty much everybody else on defense. Yeah.
0: He's at 870.
1: (laughs) It's just get out of here. Look at every other contender in the NFC. Philadelphia, Los Angeles. If you want to talk about the Rams, talk about Dallas, talk about the Giants. What are those quarterbacks making? It starts with a four (laughs) or a five with a bunch of zeros after it. So that's why I pointed Purdy, and that's why I think they're saying Week One, let's roll. Still here, I'm getting ready for Hour Three. So that's why I'm. That's why I said what I said. And I saw a few blogs saying Rich thinks Purdy is the best option. I I think he is because if he can play like he did, as Shanahan said, like he had top five in the draft talent. You know, two number three overall choices sitting in the draft room with Mr. Irrelevant. That's you got to choose Mr. Irrelevant because of what he's making right now and how you can build this team over the next two years as opposed to not giving him the shot, every shot possible, or maybe a little bit of a boost up while you're choosing to throw Trey Lance out there again, and then you've got to make a monster expensive decision for a year five option. But as always anything with the 49ers, it's May. Anything can happen the minute a football is put into play. Mm -hmm. And a cart is on the field, and I mean, heaven forbid, but like, how far away are we from a segment that we're doing?
0: Top five trade spots for Trey Lance. Could be. you know. But
1: if anybody knows that they need to slow play this situation, it's the 49ers. Slow play it. All the way down to the last drop. Because you don't know who you might need to have around and who you're going to start. Chris Olave of the Saints coming up.